Good morning, North Platte here on FM 98.1 AM 1410. It's Ken Rath back here with you on this Wednesday edition. Again, happy Wednesday, everyone, as we kick off our Wednesday morning here on FM 98.1 AM 1410's Good Morning, North Platte. And uh, hey, every two weeks, we welcome in North Platte Mayor Brandon Kelleher and Stu to recap the city council meeting that happened that previous Tuesday. And first and foremost, Mayor, good morning. How are we doing? Pretty good. Merry Christmas. Hope yep, Mer- everything is going well for you. It's been good so far. Merry Christmas to you as well. It's crazy to think December has flown by and Christmas is on Sunday. It is pretty, well, it's actually, actually Monday, Monday, but I've, yes, it is coming very quickly and I still have Christmas shopping to do. So I'm going to be visiting the, uh, the local merchants here pretty quick. I'm going to get, I'm going to take the freebie. I had basketball last night. I didn't get home until about midnight. Pax and I both went to Grand Island for two separate basketball games. So we didn't get home until midnight. So I'm just going to use that as a freebie for today. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> North Platte Mayor Brandon Kelleher joining us here in studio today. We're just going to recap some of the highlights from yesterday's city council meeting. We'll dive right into it. Uh, one thing that was discussed uh, kind of with the, with the viaducts, some street improvement districts. So uh, talk about that just a little bit. That's right. The council voted to create uh, three street improvement districts that will be used primarily to, well, entirely actually, to uh, do repairs to the Buffalo, Willow, and Poplar Street viaducts. And these are repairs that need to be done. Well, there was some discussion about the timing of it, because of course we want to make sure we don't, we aren't repairing them and, and closing them during Nebraska land days next year, which of course we will avoid. And we'll um, work to make sure that we don't have more than one bridge closed at a time. And of course we'll be announcing when they'll be closed you know, well ahead of time so folks know they can take a different route. Now, this is another one uh, discussed as well, language translation services. Kind of taught, it was about concerns about the city's responsibility to provide these services. I know um, language can always be tough because not everyone speaks English. You have Spanish speakers, uh, you know, folks who speak German, English. It's, there's different languages out there. So kind of talk about this, uh, you know, the translation services and kind of the concerns about the city's responsibility. Right. So what, what started this discussion is, is, as you might imagine, we have people that come into city operations. It's it's often municipal light and water, but it's occasionally the library or, or some other city function. And they they would like to engage with the city for whatever their purpose is. And let's just use signing up for uh, or, or starting your electricity and water service. This is an example. And sometimes using Google Translate on, a, on an iPad or something will work. But if, if it requires an in-depth conversation, Google Translate doesn't always work very well for that. And especially doesn't always understand everyone's accent might be the best way to describe it. I mean, you have accents in English, you have accents in Spanish and German and pretty much every other language. And, and sometimes the accents aren't very well understood by Google. So anyway... Um, we've been making use of some local folks who've just kind of helped us out once in a while when they could, when we're presented with one of these folks who doesn't speak English and they're trying to sign up for power. Uh, we decided to formalize this contract because occasionally the folks that are hel- have been helping us are not available when we need them. So we thought uh, for what amounts to $1,000 a month of service, uh, we would have somebody available during normal business hours. And that'll be a great benefit, not only to the to the citizens and the folks who can't speak English, but also to the folks who are working in the city businesses to try to make sure that they get the right thing accomplished for the customer. Um, there was some discussion in the council and a, a valid concern that if the city is providing a translation service, are we setting ourselves up to have to provide services on a wider scale that might increase costs and, and cause the city to have a, a great big bill, basically. Um, valid concern, and I think it's an important distinction, is that the city is not offering a translation service. 
what the city is doing is employing a translation service so that we can complete the business of the city correctly and in a timely manner. Um, we are going to do a little bit more case history research to make sure we're not stepping into something that, that might cost us taxpayers a lot of money, because, of course, we don't want to do that. But the fact is, we have people in town who don't speak English, and they need to be able to pay their bills and sign up for services. And in doing that, um, we're going to have to be able to communicate with them. It's just the fact of the matter. And we are required or we have to be successful in the environment that we're in. We can't ignore the circumstances. We have to do something about it. And so this is an important step in that direction. Agree 100%. Um, I know when I used to work in the shoe business back in Kearney, we would have folks and they would use the Google Translator and they would talk in their phone, hand it to me and it would translate. But then, like you mentioned, the accent was a great point right there. Their accent, Google Translator doesn't pick it up right and it would, it would jumble the words up. So I'd be a little confused and then finally, um, Finally, we would get we would understand what we're trying to work with, but you know that that right there, Google Translate, it helps sometimes, but not all the time. That's right, and I mean it's a great tool. I'm not being critical of it, but it just doesn't. It's just not perfect. I guess that's just the way to say it. And when you need to communicate about something important, like when is your bill due, or or why is your bill late, or you don't have enough money, or something, I mean those are important things because if people don't pay their power bill, we shut their power off. So it so it's important that we can understand what they're saying and they're understanding what we're saying. So that's why we've done the service. I think it'll be a great benefit. We did a one year contract. We'll see how it works out for everyone concerned, and if it doesn't pan out for both sides, then we'll do something different next year. North Platte Mayor Brandon Kelleher joining us here in the studio today. Just recapping yesterday's city council meetings. We continue on our conversation. Uh, Mayor, I know it was announced in early November that the North Platte 80s were going to come to North Platte. Uh, it sounds like the that was brought up yesterday here with the new, it's the Pecos League is what it's called. The kind of just talk about that a little bit. Yes, uh, the city uh, council approved essentially the same contract we had with the Plainman, Plainsman, minor differences, but essentially the same sort of contract. Um, we worked with uh, the folks who run the Legion baseball program to make sure that we could marry up the schedules and that those two groups could work together. And of course, you never really know till it operationalizes, but it seems promising that everything is going to work out. Uh, the Pecos League, like you said, is a, a semi-pro league. So they're going to have um, a lot higher quality baseball than what we've seen in the past couple of years here with the Plainsmen. And they operate sort of two different leagues, and I think with a total of 16 teams. And this would be the farthest north team. They have another uh, team in Garden City, Kansas, and several in Texas, some in New Mexico, and I think one in Arizona. And all those teams would be traveling here, and this team would be traveling to those locations from time to time to play. And the Mid Plains Community College has helped out with uh, providing space for these guys to live in while they're here. And it's going to be a great addition to the community, another exciting thing to do in North Platte. And we're also looking at doing some improvements to Billwood Field. Uh, the Legion group has worked out getting some nets put in so that's a little safer to sit in the stands. Of course, if you're right behind the home plate, you're pretty safe. But if you were on the fringes, you know, you might you might have to dodge a baseball at some point. Well, we're going to have nets in place, so we shouldn't have to do that in the future. So that'll be exciting. And also, we're looking at putting some shade in over the main part of the grandstands. Exciting times. New baseball team coming in, and also we're exciting to hear about the new improvements to Bill Woodfield. And as I, I like the net idea because I remember uh, when I was at the Plainsman first year, I was standing over where the peg leg where peg leg drink and X. That's where I would hang out in between mm -hmm. innings and. 
just a foul ball came right over and hit the top of the tent. So I'm, I'm very excited to see the nettings go down just a little bit just to kind of keep those folks safe. Yeah, it, it's a good thing to have. And a lot of ballparks have them. We have them over at the softball, at the girls' softball diamonds. And it'll be a great addition. And, you know, the, the important thing is we're, we're bringing new things to North Platte for people to do. I mean, baseball isn't new, obviously, but, but it's a new opportunity. There's going to be higher quality baseball. And I hope people come out and support it. Um, it's something that if you want your community to have things to do, you've got to support them when something presents. So I hope folks come out. Continue on our conversation here with North Platte Mayor Brandon Kelleher. Hey, talk about art in the canteen district. Right. So this one's very exciting. Uh, the, the canteen district has selected an artist uh, through the bid process to uh, build a sort of a small replica of uh, in the form of art of the canteen. And, and it'll be built right in the corner of the Parkade Plaza, right there at the corner of 6th and Jeffers. And the the sculpture is going to look like if you were sitting inside of a train car and looking out at what was the canteen in the 1940s. And so they've used, looked at a lot of historically accurate pictures, a lot of uh, just information about the canteen. As you know, we have quite a bit in this area to create the sculpture and it's going to be really cool and it'll just be kind of right in that corner with a little bit of green space next to it be a great place for people to visit when they come and get ice cream or they're visiting the downtown area and they just want to take a little break and sit down Um, i'm sort of hoping we can do something special with the christmas trees around it next year so i hope it's in place by next christmas not sure that it will be but hopefully it will be and it'll just be another great addition to the canteen district in the downtown area in north platte very exciting. I'm Canteen District's one of my favorite places to hang out. You know, when I got here seven, six, seven months ago, actually one of the very. I just went downtown North Platte and walked around, and I absolutely love the Canteen District. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Lots of exciting things going on down there. Continue on our conversation. Hey, this has been one. We've talked about housing and uh, talk about the housing plan and all the questions that were probably brought up with it. Oh yeah, lots of questions uh, were as we went through the plan last night and the. the we could probably talk about this for a half hour, but I'm going to shorten it to 30 seconds or so. So the state a few years ago required that cities of, of the first size and cities of the second size have a housing plan that addresses um, not only affordable housing, but also workforce housing. In those, and those are slightly different categories in terms of the costs. So our, our city planning person and some other folks, um, Judy Clark and some other folks have worked through making sure that we're compliant with the state law. And sort of the last step was to submit this plan prior to January 1st of 24. So we were submitting the plan and probably today since the council approved it last night. But there were there were lots of questions in, from the council members about the content of the plan and, and why some things were this way or that way. And it was just, I think, you know, you read the plan, it doesn't necessarily say what all the sources of the information are. So they just kind of were curious where the information was coming from. And so the, Judy did a fantastic job of answering all those questions. And the council approved it in the end. So it'll be submitted here, if not today, then tomorrow. And we're compliant with the state. Basically, what the plan does is affirm our existing zoning. And the reason that we needed to affirm it was if you didn't have the plan in place, then the state would come in and sort of nullify your residential zoning, which is not something you'd want to have happen in your town, because then anyone could build anything anywhere. And that definitely is not what most communities would want. 
North Platte Mayor Brandon Keller joining us here in the studio today as we continue our conversation. Just recapping yesterday's city council meetings. We, hey, Mayor, one thing that was talked about, the council decided to, uh, to table the discussion on property sales. It kind of looked like after an executive session, uh, kind of go in detail a little bit about that. Well, uh, it was an executive session, so I can't go too detailed. But I can tell you is the council had a couple of folks who submitted um, proposals to to purchase some of the uh, lots on the city industrial park. And that's the industrial parks out there kind of near where the post office is in that general vicinity. And the council was considering what to do with those proposals. And in the end decided to table the discussion primarily because we needed more information on them. And so that's, that's what we're looking at right now. Um, another exciting thing that we're going to, that's happening today. And we talked about this before we went on the air here, but is the rec center presentations. So have you, did you make it to the last rec center? Presentation? I unfortunately did not. Okay. Well, we're doing them at city hall this, this time, last time we had them at the rec center parking a little easier at city hall. So that's why we're doing them there. But beginning today here, Wednesday, December 20th, um, the present, the presentation process will start at 5 PM with the formal presentations beginning actually at six, and then we'll do it again at seven. They'll probably take about 30 minutes and then the other time will be left for questions or comments. The plans are what I would say about 95% done in terms of what's going to go where, um, they're looking at what they're at the, what I would call the internal finishes stage. So that's going to decide what color the walls are and, you know, things like that. But in terms of where, where will the indoor soccer be and where's basketball going to be and how's that all going to work? That's pretty much decided. And that's kind of what we're showing. We're also going to have the virtual reality available today. So, um, don't do it if virtual reality makes you ill, but if you just want to watch it on TV, you can do it. Otherwise, they're, they're supposed to have a walkthrough ready so you can put the goggles on and actually do the walkthrough of the new building. That's actually pretty cool right there. I mean, virtual reality is uh, it's what's popular now, and the fact that it's already with the technology, you can put the goggles on, be able to walk through. Mm-hmm. And a um, nice thing is... And another thing, folks, is if you mix the presentation today, there also are some tomorrow as well. That's correct. And thank you for bringing that up because I forgot to mention that. So on Thursday, December 21st, uh, we'll do basically a repeat of what we're doing tonight, beginning at 9 a.m. with formal presentations at 10 and then again at noon. And uh, I think I think with those different times at different places, I think we'll have hopefully quite a few people that can come through. And, uh, you know, even if you can just come over for 15 minutes and see the pictures and then uh, let us know what your thoughts are, if you see anything glaring. But primarily, this is an almost done project right now. And we hoping that the council will approve moving forward to the bid process in early January and then we can get it bid and the construction would likely start sometime in 2024. Well, perfect there, Matt. Yeah. Well, perfect there, Matt. We wrap things up uh, tomorrow. Christmas parade's tomorrow downtown, and uh, it's supposed to be not cold. Well, no, and I got to knock on wood, not to jinx it, but tomorrow's looking to be like a beautiful day. Yeah, I think that it's probably going to be in the 40s when the parades, or when the parades actually start, so that'll be exciting. Uh, the council and I will be on a float this year. We'll be close to the front of the parade, not the front of the parade, of course, but close to the front. We've got lots of candy, and we've got a few toys, and, and I just, are you going to be there reporting? Unfortunately, I will not. I have, um, I'm going to Grant tomorrow for some holiday basketball. Oh, okay, well... Just so you know, we have. Um, I purchased a whole bunch of those indoor snowballs, Ooh. and so I'm, I'm just warning all the press that we're probably going to throw snowballs at you when we see you. So just just to have some fun, and then we hopefully the kids around you will pick up the snowballs, and everyone will have a good time. And they're quite soft; they won't hurt a bit. So don't worry about that. But you can hit Paxton. You can hit Paxton. Okay, <laughs> you'll be in Grant, so you won't have to worry about it. Paxton will fill in for me. We'll make sure we get Paxton, so you can throw them. Or you can even throw it at Derek or Pat or somebody. Derek will be okay. Well, we'll th- we'll throw some snowballs at somebody. It should be great fun. Well, perfect. 
of wrapping things up here. Uh, any final thoughts for the listeners tuning along? Well, have a Merry Christmas, North Platte, and a Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Get out and enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy your family and friends this time of year and uh, do something that tries to make this year special. Well, Mayor, thanks for taking the time for joining us. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you again here in a couple weeks. You too. Hey, folks, we'll have more coming up here in just a couple minutes.